Vocal warm-ups, everyone. Me, me, ma, mo, Damn. All right, all together now. Me, me, ma, mo, The teeth and the tongue, the tooth and the lips. Oh. Teeth and the tongue, the tooth and the lips. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the NGMI Podcast with Scott Sire, Kevin Lyons, and Jack Dietrich. Woo! All blood brothers with last names that are different. (laughs) On the last episode, we introduced our newest blood brother, Brett Robinson. He came on to talk about Tana Mojo and their relationship together, as well as his experiences on Big Brother. Yeah. The relationship is spicy. We had to get him on early in the relationship just in case they broke up. Any Because that could happen at any I moment. Have they broken up? Happen. Are they still together? Are they together at all? Who knows? You have to check the last episode to find out. If you haven't listened to the last episode, it's a spicy one. People seem to really like it. Audio listeners, thank you so much for leaving reviews. We really appreciate it. It helps yeah. us out a lot. And um, let's just get right into the Not Gonna Make It podcast, shall we? Talk about the randomness. I'm gonna. Okay, okay. I'm trying to. Now I'm, I have this thing in my head where I'm like, when is he gonna put the intro in? Because you put an intro in after like a certain point. I was gonna do it after the warm ups, I think. I already got it in my mind. Wonderful. Yeah. See, he's got that producer mind. This for me, good. for me, I was like, did we get an intro yet? Oh, I don't we know. got it, baby. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Shoot. Okay, so guys, our podcast is typically pretty random conversational topics. Just a couple of Brud Brothers, just a few Brud. That's always so hard to say. Yeah, it is. Just Brud a, brothers. Brud brothers. <laughs> Just a few Brud brothers on the podcast talking about random shit, but there is an underlying theme here. Yeah. Not going to make it is about people, you know, feeling like they're not going to make it and eventually finding success, right? Yeah. I didn't think I was going to be a super celebrity famous YouTuber. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I was going to get canceled four times in the course of two years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I succeeded at both. so what we want to do in the beginning of these episodes maybe sometimes we'll have guests on to talk about their specific failures to failures to failures to finally finding success in that thing that they're working on but i have a couple stories of people who you know they're celebrities you might have heard these stories before so did you guys know how harrison ford became han solo no actually i don't okay han solo i mean harrison ford (laughs) (laughs) they're interchangeable yeah, they're the same guy, literally. Anyways, Harrison Ford started off like he wanted to be an actor, but he was doing small little fill-in roles. George Lucas hired him as someone to read lines with actors in the Star Wars movie. He was so impressed with Han Solo's performance, just reading lines with people, uh-huh. that he was like, I want this guy to be Han Solo. Yeah, and so huh. that's how he got his huge breakout role as Han Solo in so Star was, Wars. So he was like a stand-in? He was, like a, he was just someone to read lines with. Like he wasn't even acting in the film. Did they have someone else casted as Han Solo that he replaced? <laughs> that part I don't really know. All sucked. I know, <laughs> I mean, imagine Han Solo is reading his lines to the guy, and then he's like, "Yeah, I'm taking your spot soon." <laughs> <laughs> that guy right now is just like doing nothing every day. He fucking has like a, a bulletin board of like Harrison Ford he throws darts at. Um, well, I'm really sorry for whoever Han Solo was supposed to be, but I'm glad it was Harrison Ford. It's yeah. Steve Buscemi, and I think <laughs> Steve Buscemi that would have been a weird ass Han Solo. <laughs> but I think that's a really cool little success story where he like he was not a major actor at all and he was actually doing work for like 150 bucks a day as like a line reader or something with people he would just read lines with the actors and they were impressed with his performance and we're like that's our han solo right there that's crazy 
So, so he, charismatic, bro. So, dude, Harrison Ford is the man. Yeah, I met He's him. He's the man. You met him? Yeah, I was at a. I used to work a lot with the BuzzFeed celeb team where we do the junkets for like movies and stuff. You oh, know? so you're big, oh. big shit over yeah. here. <laughs> a big Hollywood guy. A big shot. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, but we he did this movie like a year or two ago about like him and a dog, and for oh. the BuzzFeed interview, you I saw like it? that movie. You saw it? Yeah, it's like a sled dog, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, cold. Yeah, in, like it's the, cold in here yeah. too. I might need a sled dog to sit on my lap. <laughs> um, but we had him come in for to play with like puppies and answer questions. That's like one of the things BuzzFeed does. And he was a really sweet guy. Very cranky, but you could tell he was just like he's just like old. He's like he's like what the fuck is this? But like he was still really <laughs> nice. And then as he's playing with the, I think it was just one like baby husky. He's like he was looking at his agents. He's like. Can I can I take this dog? Like, can I adopt it? And they're like, Yeah, we'll talk about it. you have like seven dogs already. He's like, I want it. <laughs> so we might have that dog now. We don't that, know. That movie was so good because it felt like a real, real connection with him and that dog. I was like, it like felt yeah real because he's a fucking great actor. Also, and because he loved dogs. Yeah, he, I guess he has like seven dogs. Yeah. He fucking loves them. That's a lot of dogs. <laughs> Next week we'll have Harrison Ford. <laughs> That'd be fucking crazy. <laughs> With all of his dogs. Yeah. <laughs> you said he was kind of cranky, and I remember reading or seeing an interview of him like where they asked him about how he felt about Han Solo dying in one of the Star Wars movies, and he was like, eh. He's like, I don't give like a was, fuck. Like, it wasn't like he didn't give a fuck. It almost sounded like he was bitter that they killed him off. He was oh. like, I fucking can't do Han Solo anymore. Fucking <laughs> assholes. Dude, he's, I think they just wrapped filming, but he's, he, he's uh, doing Indiana Jones still. Damn! They were shooting it like last year. They might that's still be sick. shooting it now. But he's what? like seventy-eight or some shit. That's what he's cool. doing. Indiana yeah. Jones still. When I was looking up uh, the story of how he became an actor, because I I knew there was something that was cool about it. First thing that came up on Google was that he's seventy-nine years old. So him playing Jesus. Indiana Jones at seventy-nine is yeah. that's fucking dope. You gotta be in good shape to be doing that shit. Even that's just awesome. acting at that age, like some next success story I have for you guys is uh, Tom Holland. The, the golden boy of Hollywood right now. Met him you know? as well. Damn. <laughs> Fuck you. You're a real big shot. Fuck you meeting all these people. Um, <laughs> but anyway, he was a young actor. He started in a movie called The Impossible, I believe, when he was like 13. And mm -hmm. as a teenager, he did an interview and someone was like, would you ever want to play a superhero? And he's like, oh, yeah, what superhero would want to play? Yeah, maybe Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> he was known for his like excitement and like adorable sort of like that'd be really cool to play Spider-Man. Yeah. You know? So he said that when he was like 16, he said maybe in about 10 years time, here he is now 24, Damn. 25 and he is Spider-Man. That's really Spider cool. Like so, he called it from so long ago. Yeah. And not that he was like failing at acting or anything, but he did like, he manifested it and Worked successfully became the next Spider-Man. Inspiring. Speaking of Spider-Man, you guys probably saw the news that Andrew Garfield was not handsome enough to play Prince Caspian in, in Narnia. Narnia. Yeah. Which I think is kind of funny that people are like making a big deal about that right now because that was what, 10, 15 yeah, years ago? Yeah, that's a long ass time yeah. ago. And Prince Caspian was casted really well. <laughs> but, you know, like I said, Andrew Garfield is the thirst trap Spider Man. He's a handsome he's a handsome guy. <laughs> he's fucking devilish. He's fucking sexy, devilish. right? <laughs> I mean, it was a sad interview. I read it. Because <laughs> he was like, He's like, yeah, like I, it was like my dream role at the time. Like I really wanted it, Aww. and then and then I kept asking my agent why I didn't get it because it was him and the other dude. He was like the final two, and he just kept asking his agent. And his agent like didn't want to say, it. and finally the agent was like, they didn't think you were handsome enough. <laughs> he was just crushed. I'm like, fuck, bro. That, was that sucks. It's funny too in the regards of like handsomeness. Yeah, 
that has changed so much over the course of the years of Hollywood. Like you've you've well, if you go through the James Bond movies from the beginning to the end, the type of person that plays James Bond each time is the type of person who is the typical most attractive at the time uh, style of look at the yeah. time. Like it, it used to be an older man with like a, a blockier face or something like, you know, like right. people like the, Sean Connery. Yeah. The idea of what is handsome changes over time. Whereas, you know, like uh, Pete Davidson, <laughs> Pete he, Davidson. He would not be making it in the <laughs> 1960s, bro. <laughs> he's he now lit up. an ultimate sex symbol. Yeah. Fucking he's a, he's a sexy guy. And it's also like uh, Jacob from teen wolf was considered like super handsome at the time that, that movie came Who's out. Jacob. What? Are you in twilight? Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Teen. I said teen wolf. Whoops. <laughs> he was the wolf guy. Yeah. But anyway, like there was a whole battle between like team Edward or team Jacob. Like who's the oh, hot yeah. one, you know? And now I feel like, people would go back to that movie and be like, Oh yeah, it was definitely Edward. That was the hot one. But like he was good looking and it was, there was a certain era of time where that look was more appealing to more people. And yeah. I think it's, it's funny how people's opinions of like what is hot and trendy is it just changes. It also, changes rapidly too. Like it's quick. It's quick. You know, like one day they could be like Scott's hot. The next day they're like, well, Kevin is the sex symbol in this podcast room. And I mean, the next I think day, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it is true. He's the sexiest one. And that's, that is kind of like a factual thing that won't change. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's solidified. Just, just like the only, comment. Only gets better. Comment on the last podcast that fucking Brett added something to this podcast. I didn't know I needed. He's like the handsome macho guy. <laughs> Jack's the funny, cool guy. Kevin's kind of like the nerdy kid, which actually is not an insult because that's like a very, very cool. I mean, that's I, like Spider-Man. I was going to say like, Tom, like Peter Parker is like the nerdy kid. Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually a compliment now. The only <laughs> diss was for Scott. The diss was for me. He's the sad, weird guy. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that when I read that comment, I was like, I don't think I've ever been referred to as like a nerd because yeah. I'm not like. Right, because you used to be bad in school and shit. Well, I'm not even like very smart. I just do decent in school. I was like. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm like, I sound like a nerd. I was like, all right, I mean, I can, you I'll take I, it. You thought Australia lived in the future on that episode, so like, definitely not like that kind of nerd. <laughs> yeah. But you do love anime boobies. Running joke that never gets old. I'm kidding. I love anime boobies. Who I was doesn't? talking to my tattoo artist yesterday. I was like, I want to get like a hot anime girl tattoo on, my, <laughs> so I can bring it into the the podcast and be like, Kevin, you don't have to be ashamed that you like anime <laughs> boobies. Check out these bad babies right here. I didn't get it yesterday, but I will in the future get some nice. hot anime boobies. That would be cool. <laughs> then I'd feel more like comfortable here. <laughs> <laughs> but, but back to the, the, the attraction, yeah. the attraction and like the attractiveness of certain styles of pe what people wear, how people look like it's so interesting. It's very subjective. It's opinion based. And it also depends, like, someone can do a movie and be not the hottest person, typically, and then you fall in love with the person's character Yeah, and yeah. over, like, what they look like, which is, you know, that's kind of like a faith in humanity restored sort like of Steve situation. Like Steve Buscemi. Like Steve Buscemi. He's, nah, he's just <laughs> hot. Never you really, like Steve, <laughs> <laughs> you really like Steve Buscemi. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Randall from Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, but I mean, you can look at someone who's typically not like, you know, well, you're supposed to be like symmetrical to be like beautiful, right? But you yeah. can look at someone who's not conventionally attractive and be like, that person's very attractive. Yeah. It just doesn't fucking really matter what you look like. It's, it's beauties in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, True. sometimes it just has to do with like how they carry themselves and like what's going on. You know, confidence, confidence humbleness. Yeah, exactly. Like Also, like the dad bod was like the biggest 
trend a couple of years ago where people were like, this is way better than like the shredded <laughs> six pack guys. Yeah, Dude, this is sick. I'm so late to that trend. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just now getting the dad bod. <laughs> Please. Now, I haven't been able to work out for the past couple of weeks. Cause I he thought still I had a chiseled damn hernia, but it's not a hernia. I just have muscle spasms in the same spot all the time, which I'm scared is going to happen at any moment. And I'm going to be on the ground writhing in pain which i said was kind of scarier that he said that there was nothing wrong because like now you have no idea like why you've had muscle spasms like what's right. going on don't say it's scary well it's not scary. <laughs> it's cool Scott. Can't, you can't trigger in his head bro I, it, there's I nothing mean, wrong we talked about how the mind is so powerful i believe on the last episode but yeah. it definitely is it's huge it's a mental thing i think there might be something gastrointestinal where it's like if i eat really shitty food or something like that then maybe when it's it, your liver bro from that much alcohol i the when i went to the urologist he said this is my pancreas over here yeah i don't mm. think that's the liver so maybe know. it's my where's pancreas the i don't fuck. where's the liver dentist, <laughs> i don't boy? know where the liver is <laughs> does, it, does the dentist need to know where a liver is <laughs> yeah bro <laughs> what do you know about anything they extract from the liver to put it in your teeth for cavities sometimes oh, oh yeah that's crazy man that's a whole ass surgery <laughs> getting in there <laughs> last success story i have for today and then i think we're gonna do it where it's more like a one person per day sort of thing unless sure. we have a guest where we specifically want to talk about how they achieved what they've achieved so louis ck had a stand-up routine where he said that no one's going to go to a master class for acting and talk to a famous actor interview him and ask him a question and then be the next big actor it's just not going to happen the world doesn't work that way right cut to bradley cooper in a master class asking sean penn He's like, hey, I'm Bradley Cooper. I'm a second-year actor. Proceeds to ask him some questions. And then, cut another year or two forward, Bradley Cooper is starring in a movie alongside Louis C.K. called The Hustlers. Damn. And then, you know, he got to bring up that stand-up comedy thing and, like, kind of rub it in Louis' face. Like, you know what? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. What you said <laughs> never happens. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Love so. Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper's great. He's Rocket in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, really? Best yeah. character. That is one of the best characters. <laughs> what about Groot, though? Groot? That's Vin Diesel. That's Vin Diesel. Also one of the best characters. Which he doesn't have say. too many lines, though. <laughs> yeah, but always, like, brings it back, you know? Yeah. Do you think he, like, goes in for, like, one day and just does all the different I Am Groots and he's, like, wrapped? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Probably. Yeah, right? Brought him in, like, the last day. <laughs> I'm so curious what his, like pay was compared to like other actors having like so few lines vin diesel's pay uh as per reports was paid a whopping 54 million which which means it's like 13 million for every movie that groot was featured in and sometimes <laughs> groot says i am groot like five times in one movie yeah. like it's so crazy and it probably is like one day of work unless the movie's like the groot stuff isn't in yet but why would they bring him in unless groot was maybe it takes him a while to get into character <laughs> I am Groot. Okay, maybe you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember someone, there's a Simpsons actor, a voice actor that, fuck, what was it? Is it the Roadrunner or Simpsons that I'm thinking of? Where, meep, meep. That's Roadrunner. That's Roadrunner. <laughs> they got paid to do the line once and then like they never just cut it in every or time. something. It was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it was something like that. It's just like. That's actually so fucked. <laughs> there's another success story going on. It's happening right here in this room. Where is it? Kevin is on a journey for physical health oh. he's been going to the gym and on you know not weight isn't really a, a part of health in general all the time but if you're working to lose a little bit of weight then that's a very positive thing he lost eight pounds since the beginning of the year 
Nice. So we want to give a little... Well, thank you, thank you. Good job, baby. He's been hitting that gym, doing the what, what? Doing what? What have you been doing at the gym? Doing the what, what? Working out. I don't you know, told right? me Stairmaster was his favorite thing to do. Well, at the I do gym. that every day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So Stairmaster's good. Stairmaster. Stairmaster is really good. You got that popping little bubble butt now, or what? <laughs> yeah, let's see that tushy. <laughs> oh, you got that tushy. We gotta wait for cushions. that reveal, dude. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just mentally doing better since the start of the year, like with being more confident and happy. Like you said, like the mind is a huge thing, mm-hmm. and that allowed me like go to the gym without like because all my friends switched gyms, but I stayed, and I just been going to the gym every day doing my thing. Get up early, stay on my routine, you know? Yeah. So it's been like a great start to the year for me. Like 2020 has been awesome so far. Well, that's going to be great for you. Yeah. 2020 new. Two. No, that's awesome. And I I always think that exercise is one of the best things to like, you know, it's, it's a healthy thing. It releases endorphins in your brain that make you happy. Like it's actually literally a proven scientific fact that it releases fucking shit that makes you happy which yeah, is yeah like when people awesome. said like that the gym was like their like um outlet or like they were allowed to like be free or not think like i never understood that because when i go to the gym i was like there's so many fucking people like i can't like be in my own headspace but since i've been going and like relaxing there it is like a big outlet like when i'm just working out i'm in my own world and i can think and do my own yeah. things you know it's like everything like if i'm like stressed about school or like anxious about something it all like disappears when i'm in the gym for you know a couple hours doing whatever i need you know i felt the same way like in high school post high school like if i was stressed about stuff and i like went to the gym it was my hour or two of the day where i was able to like not be texting people back not be thinking about do your own thing i had to do and just like this is my me time. I plug right. in the music and I just like work out. And also after a while you find like the best times to go where there's not as many people or. Yeah. You know. I always go in the morning, like at six, I wake up early, just get my shit, like shit out of the way and then do whatever else I need to do the day. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. How about you, Jack? You've been rock climbing a lot. No, don't rock climb. <laughs> All my friends actually go to a rock climbing gym. I was kidding when I said I rock climb. I've been rock climbing. You, I, I work out at, I, I, I have a park by my apartment that's like a calisthenics park. I work out there. So you oh. climb rocks at this park? Nope. No rocks there. <laughs> no rocks. You lied like to it's us. It's like a pull-up bar, dip bar. <laughs> There's no it. rocks whatsoever. <laughs> no not, rocks. Even, not even rock hard abs? Nope. Oh. None to be seen. Not to be seen. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Not yet. not yet. As long as everyone's staying happy, healthy, and working, working towards a better you every day. That's what I, that's what I try to, that's what I've been trying to tell myself. Yeah. I had four doctor's appointments since the beginning of 2022 Damn. and what one physical fuck? therapy appointment. What did you say? I said, what the fuck? Yeah. I went through a lot of weird problems. Yeah. I think I talked, did I talk about, I did. I talked, about, talked about it all. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want to rehash it, but I did go to a lot of doctors and the, the moral of the story is every doctor I went to. A general medicine, talk to a family medicine, another family medicine, and a psychiatrist and a physical therapist. All five of these people said that most of my physical issues are stemming from my mental issues. So, yeah. you know, the, the muscle fatigue, the feeling that I'm going to explode in my stomach, my intestines are going to pop out because I have a hernia. It's all been because of issues that I pushed back, never took care of, never got them looked at. And um, paired with trying to get off anxiety medicine, which has addictive qualities that you're not supposed to take for a long period of time, but I was prescribed for a long period of time, caused 
a heightened sense of anxiety and my body felt apart. And, right. and so the psychiatrist yesterday was great. Um, she helped me figure out a way to like wean off of my anxiety medicine and also gave me like, she gave me enough supply to where I don't have to feel nervous about not having it because not having it on hand made me like even more anxious, but yeah, it's you like need the reassurance, the reassurance. It's like, okay, I don't need to take this today. So I'm not going to, mm-hmm. but if I need to, it is there for me. Like that, that's just good to have on hand. I saw an interesting comment on our, uh, previous youtube podcast video um what, what anxiety medication were you on uh clonazepam clonazepam someone was like be very careful with that and make sure you don't drink any alcohol when you're on it yes and that that is a thing and like yeah. definitely um you know i have not been perfect with that because sometimes i'm just so anxious that i double-edged sword myself but you've been trying to get off of it right I, yeah like i literally started the year saying i want to get off this medicine right and definitely don't recommend anybody fucking drink with any sort of benzo, which is what clonazepam is. It's a, a, a flatter Xanax. It's, it's much less potent, but it is still addictive and right. bad withdrawals can happen if you take it for a long period of time. So when I was first prescribed it, I, I made sure I took it very sparingly. I think I mentioned this, but I would, if I was going out drinking one night, I would not take the pill. Like, Got it. If right. I was drinking when I woke up, I would not take the pill. And I would always take half of the dose that I was prescribed because I didn't, I, I knew it was a drug that I didn't want to be on forever, mm-hmm. but I, I did not expect the withdrawals that I had when I stopped taking it. Right. And some of the withdrawals was definitely because of the fact that I didn't have it just in case. And I couldn't figure out yeah. like healthcare. I, me- I mentioned this in a tweet. I was like, I hope there's some kids going to school to be therapists and psychiatrists because there's like a shortage of them and doctors and all everything that's other than a YouTuber, yeah. <laughs> everything other than a TikToker or an influencer. Yeah. There is a shortage of like jobs that actually are very important for our world to continue moving. Yeah. And yeah. in the past two years of the pandemic, 2020, 2021, 2022 now, People have lost their jobs. They haven't been able to function properly. They're falling out of routines. More people never like need that. Yeah, more people than ever need someone to talk to about what's going on in their head. So I finally pulled the trigger and found a psychiatrist through a website, and it was a video call. Like every time I looked for a psychiatrist that I would like actually go see in person, it's like impossible. It takes like three weeks to get to it, and I'm like, right. I need I need to speak to someone now, you know? So yeah. you can you can Google websites. The one I went to was. PCP ASF, I believe you can mm-hmm. fact check that. But if you have insurance, if you don't have insurance, if you need someone to talk to, you should definitely like look into these like video options where you can just have a zoom call with someone for 45 minutes and talk through like what you're experiencing. Cause there's a lot of people experiencing like a very low, low now two years into a pandemic where the world really shut down in the beginning. And sometimes people that have high anxiety thrive in that op like thrive in that because they're like, Oh, the world's slowing down. I don't have to go into work and what whatnot. But then, you know, even people with anxiety that don't like social social interaction as much as an outgoing person right. is going to fall into a slump after two years of being this way. You and know? I feel like it's a lot of people don't even realize like from where they've fallen from before the pandemic or just in general mentally. Like once you fall into like that slump, it's hard to like realize like what you're missing and what you're not able to do or not capable of. 
because you're so far down at that point. Yeah. Me specifically, I felt like I was thriving in the, in the beginning. I was like, I have a nice home. I have a backyard and a gym, which I'm very fortunate to have. Mm -hmm. And I felt fit. I was not taking any anxiety medicine. I, I hadn't for years prior either, but like, I was just feeling, feeling good. Good. I was like, I can, I can live like this for a little bit, you know? Right. And then something just switched and I was like, I got out of that routine of waking up early, going to bed at a decent time. I think the lack of routine really can affect you. Like, it's like, you got to have something to look forward to every day. Right. Good, good habits instead of like having bad habits that you continue, you know, like if you have like good habits of waking up and going to the gym and doing things like it keeps you motivated and doing things that are like better for you than bad habits that, you know, you continually do the worst thing for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. 100%. So like the past couple nights for me, I've, not drank, talked to the psychiatrist, got the anxiety medicine, which has like cleared up a lot of my anxiety just to have it on hand. My girlfriend and I like also like she's gone through the used to be super motivated, got unmotivated, going to the gym and stuff like that. And we're just trying to kick ourselves back into some kind of routine where it's like, all right, we have to get up and we have to do this or that. And we have to get this done. Well, yeah, like definitely like I'm just starting to become like on like good routines because I was so down for so long, like throughout high school, like just not doing anything. And like I guess how I'm saying is like, I never realized how far down I was and like how much anxiety I had that I couldn't do the things that I wanted to do, like new things or hang out with friends. Mm -hmm. So like coming up to like getting new routines and just starting the new year and like just getting a lot better. It's like opened up. Like the world's like my oyster. I can go do anything <laughs> that I want to do the world and is have your fun, oyster. you know? Yeah. And while having good habits and a good routine, instead of like, you know, sitting in my room all day playing games or like, not go and do something because I'm like too nervous or too scared to like get out, you know? Yeah. I love how positive Kevin's outlook on like a lot of things are. Yeah. And it, it, like he said, it's, it's like kind of coming to fruition now. Like it's yeah. like, right. It's just starting for me. You, you started to change his outlook and started going to the gym. And at first it was kind of like a stressful thing, but it became a relaxing thing for him. Right. Yeah. Probably like when you first went to the dentist and you were like, Oh, they're going to drill holes in my teeth. And then you were like, you know what? That's kind of fucking nice. <laughs> <laughs> or when you used to not be able to go to a different gas station. Yeah. I just started going to different gas stations too. Woo! That was pretty nice. He's Damn. changing up. You went to a different gas station? Oh, this is news. This is news, everybody. It might not sound cool to anyone else, but it's it's pretty cool it's to me. It's a pretty fucking big deal. <laughs> just doing, like, different things. Like, going anywhere. Like, just not being anxious about, like, something. But, like, it's so stupid. But, like, going to a different a gas station, I'd be, like, worried, like, oh, maybe my car won't work at this gas station. Yeah. Like, for no reason. But, like, just that little anxiety always, like, I'll just go to the one I always know, you know? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys thought about the way that online school versus in-person school is going to affect... <sighs> people's mental health and anxieties oh, yeah, I think it's gonna totally fuck them up yeah I, I think that as well and I know when I was younger I would have been like an online class fuck yeah sign me up that's so easy I don't have to like interact with kids in school like I can just fucking go online and turn my screen off and yeah I think a lot of kids when it first started were like oh fuck that that sounds awful but then once they got into the pattern of like online school every semester they're like oh it's easy like I don't it's, have to go to school and I thought it'd be vice versa really I thought well, at first they'd be like hell yeah I don't have to go into school and then after they're like I don't see my friends anymore. <laughs> it, I guess it depends on the age group that you're getting into it at, but like, yeah, I don't know if you're, if you're like how if you have friends in high school and you want to go see them and hang out with them, like you're going to miss it a little bit. But if you also, if you have the social anxiety that, to where like school is kind of a pain in the ass and you have to talk to someone about a project or like a girl asks right. you if you want to do a project with her and you're like shy and you, you're like, oh, I'll just do it myself. I did that once. Um, <laughs> but think about like, 
first through like eighth grade like those kids that like oh, have yeah. like recess and like play and like all that shit and then then they're just sitting in a room they probably can't even like focus on i also when it, like, yeah when I, it first started i was thinking about like how would they get like kindergartners or first graders like to sit in front of a computer yeah like i was like the parents must be have to like watch them like they're not gonna do that shit yeah yeah i've, I've talked to like my neighbor's the parent and like it's it, it is hard to get like a kid to pay attention in one of those classes but my main thing wasn't even about like the paying attention to the class, but the lack of social communication skills that you will develop, that you won't develop because you're not going and interacting with people that you're being put in uncomfortable situations. The only way that yeah. you get over being uncomfortable in a situation is to go through that situation until you and realize that you will get through it. You yeah. Know? Especially in the crucial years, like middle school and high school where you're like developing and around like different people, it's going to mm -hmm. be weird when they come back and like, no one's like cool with like all their online shit, you know? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, if it comes back, but people are, you know, office jobs have figured out that people can work from home. They can save money on a whole office and just be like, yeah, we're just going to take calls and do zoom meetings because it's, it's cheaper. I think that's right. good. Yeah, I think yeah, that's good for like business. And I think for like working. No, I mean for like the workers being able to work from home. It is good, but also maybe like split. I think it's good because you know the commute. You save money on your commute. Uh, you know because you're working from home. The one thing I'll say about it though also is about laziness and lack of routine and whatnot. And the reason that we built this podcast studio somewhere other than my house was to say i have to get up and go to work today yeah and it becomes a thing that i have to do like i i haven't posted a youtube video in like a month almost but i'm still coming here to do this podcast because i look at this as my job yeah like and it, you know it's not making me any money right now but i still want to get out of bed and go here and do it yeah Whereas, that's true you right you know but well, think about someone who like hates their job. <laughs> it's like in a cubicle. Like, oh yeah, of course. Now they have more opportunities. To well, do yeah. Everything. When like school went online, my English teacher was saying he's like, I'm just worried for the kids that like need the structure of like going to school to do this. And I was worried going online. I was like, I don't think I have that structure to like go to my computer and do the work because I'm like at home. Might as well not do it, right? <laughs> yeah. But it, it became a good thing for me. But I don't know about for other kids, and especially like like some jobs. I think it could be good, like business jobs where it's on Zoom and shit. But for a lot of like science and like other uh things that need like hands-on skills like i missed all of my chemistry organic chemistry lab yeah that's true most of my bio like i'll be fucked later when i have to learn and redo all of like the shit for lab like Imagine i don't have dentist the school bro they're showing you videos on how to drill too. Uh, that would be fun. I don't know how to do on that. a dummy that they yeah. ship to you. <laughs> that's that's the thing. Is like you're not experiencing real life situations. You need those skills, and especially for like hands on stuff. Yes, yeah. especially. But it's even so. My mom was going to a book club before the pandemic, and then it ended up being like a Zoom book club where they <laughs> take turns reading and like talking about the book, etc. And she's like, "It's not the same, you no. know. It's it's on a screen and it lags and stuff like that, and it's also like." I've done like meet and greets where I meet people and they're like, Oh my, you're real. Like you're a real person. Yeah. You need because that connection. You're, you're watching someone on a screen. It doesn't feel nearly as real and you're not experienced. Like if you, even if you're talking to someone on, on zoom, you are not there able to develop the, uh, the empathic, like social cue development oh, yeah. of like seeing like a facial expression. Cause like the screen can freeze up or lag or like, there's just like, you don't, actually get a face-to-face -face with someone well and the same thing like in in person like you're saying like you don't get the weird like interactions because on zoom you could either like turn your, your camera off or like just mute yourself you don't you can't like always be out there 
you yeah. know, where you have to be in person. Yeah. And I've done, I've done a lot of meetings on zoom through the pandemic and whatnot. And I'm like, I do my best to sit there and pay attention Present to the person yourself. talking right. and not be like, oh, let me look something up on my computer while you're talking right. to me because it, it, it still feels like a phone call. Yeah. You know, but I'm like, I need to, this needs to be a respectful conversation between me and the other person. But I feel like a lot of people look at it like, just someone on a screen whatever yeah, and i feel <laughs> bad for a lot of teachers like my organic chemistry teacher there was only like 10 out of the 70 kids that had their cameras on like it, i feel so bad for like he said i'm just like Dude, looking I've at a black screen TikToks it's like sad like yeah it's yeah i, I mean, feel bad for him and, and most of that is like their screens are off their game, yeah. their mics are muted and they're and out they're not in the there. kitchen making a sandwich oh, yeah. or something like exactly. that it's like there's no you know, I'm all for people having like freedom to do what they want sort of thing. Go to the bathroom if you got to go to the bathroom. But like if you're in class, then you should be paying attention to the be class. Present. And yeah. and like you, the teacher can't reprimand anyone when they're sitting at home and yeah. say like, all right, you have detention. Go sit in the corner of your room. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of, my, one of my teachers actually like the bathroom thing, like he would not, if you left the screen, he said, I'm marking your absent. Like he was like adamant. If you turn your camera off, if you unmute, like anything like that, like. He was like, I feel like they should it. all do that. Yeah. But at least Dude, all the, you knew all the kids were there and they were all looking at the screen because they couldn't go anywhere. Like it was kind of messed up, but, but could, at the same could, time, they could not there. They couldn't be like, excuse me, sir. Can I please go to the bathroom? And I then, really have to go. Right. He would let you. Dude, yeah, if right. I was in that situation, I would have recorded a video on my webcam of me sitting there listening and uploaded it as the background and yeah, zoom in. Yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't smart enough to do that. <laughs> I, I would a hundred percent. All right. You just gave all these students a life hack when we're trying to say, yeah, let me guys, show you exactly how to do it. And that was also my public speaking class. As soon as it went online, I was already scheduled to take it. And I was like, well, I'm not even in public. Like I'm at home, like with like this ring light, you know, and I'm standing in my room, you know, yeah. All weird scenarios. Like not public. I'm like yeah, talking to myself, you know, it's, yeah, it's weird. Not public speaking. Yeah. It's, it's really, funny because youtubers are typically mostly kind of socially introverted and like the reason that i was able to be successful on like vine and youtube was because i have no problem talking to a camera mm -hmm. versus right. talking to a person being a little bit harder and so we, i used to work at the bar and we had stand-up comedy nights on tuesday and i worked on those nights and i was getting like a following on vine and like the stand-up comedies would always kind of like heckle me like i'm at the bar like <laughs> serving working. drinks yeah like leaving them the fuck alone they they always drank water it's a little the the, the stand-up comedy where they it's like an open mic and mm -hmm. they're usually broke and they're coming in to try to be a comic yeah so i didn't make any money when they came in but i was very nice to them and they were all um they would go up there and be like yeah we got a a superstar over here with <laughs> Lots of followers because he's really funny. Like, why doesn't he come up here and tell some jokes and shit? And I'm <laughs> you like, can't do it. I'm like, I'm fucking shy, dude. I'm I'm making dude. videos on my phone for people to see. Like, yeah, which is something you've talked I'm, about before. Like, a lot of people just assume that you're an outgoing person because you're on the camera. But the reason you're on the camera is because you don't want to talk to anyone else. Like, you just wanted to be like. I love meeting people and shit like that, right. but I'm not going to meet them and be like, Hey, what's up everybody? I'm fucking Scott and I'm funny right. as shit. You know, like I don't, yeah. I'm not going to put on an act when I meet you. I'm going to be like, just you. Hey, nice to meet <laughs> yeah. you. you know? Stand up comedy would be like the scariest fucking thing dude, ever. It, yeah. I could not do that. I've watched cause I, I go to the bar as well. I've, I've watched it and it's like, dude, I could not do that. Cause when, like, when people don't like laugh or like give any feedback, right? Dude, it's scared. Like I'm sitting there like, like, yeah, it's like one thing to like be in like a stage play and like perform uh -huh. on stage in front of an audience, but when you're like solo telling rely jokes, yeah. relying on the audience to yeah, like you have to rely keep on you them. going. It's even it's even like it's so much harder than 
me going up to perform a song because I know that the people that are there right. like the songs because right. they came to a show that they've already heard the songs before. Yeah. Whereas the stand-up comic for the first time is going up to perform his new act or his new routine of jokes and is seeing what lands and it's it's really tough and like from yeah. watching them like i'm like sometimes they feel a little bad because they're saying it and they're like oh okay um well that wasn't a good one and they, they start to freak out yeah you know? and, like you at your wedding speech oh yeah you gotta have some balls to like do that type of stuff especially like being like an unknown person coming to like a unknown place just doing that it's a very scary thing like i could not do that would you get a stand up to come on the podcast oh, see how different different he is I would, I would love to see it. Yeah, we could get, I, I think that'd a, be cool. Yeah, Get someone to come on and roast us. Yeah, that'd be funny. <laughs> Write some jokes about us. All right, I'll look into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've been, we've been slacking on activities because we wanted to kind of see how the podcast flowed with just conversation. Just getting yeah. used to it. Just getting used to the conversation. But we want to we wanna throw back in the, the man on the street bit where we go out and we interview other people outside of this mm-hmm. podcast. But then also like little activities where we bring someone on not to be like a full gone guest episode. Cause we really want to build this as like, we're, we're the podcasters here. We don't need a guest every episode for it right. to be a good podcast. Yeah. Sometimes it's a nice little cherry on top. Exactly. But you always got that ice cream. <laughs> and I don't even really love the cherry on top. So it's not even <laughs> so that big of a like <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I don't even know if this is interesting for the podcast, but we were talking about how it's like, you know, this is not a vlog squad podcast. It's like me, my little brother and my other little brother. And we're just like <laughs> doing our own thing, talking about the shit that interests us. Yeah. And, you know, if I wanted to bring Zane and Heath on, I could do that. And it might get some views like extra because they're on it. But like they already have a long form right. podcast, you know. And right. if I bring Todd on, like people have seen me and Todd on YouTube for 10 years. And, you know, we've I've been on his podcast. We like we all of this stuff has happened before. So yeah. if we want to bring on a guest that's beneficial, it's going to be Alex from New York that lives in the small apartment who blew up on TikTok. So Alex, if you're out there and you want to come in on the podcast, <laughs> that'd be really cool. That would get us lots of views. Love so that please. <laughs> have you seen him? Yeah, I have. Was oh, really I fucking love him. Yeah. He, he just uh, got the knife from Juilliard. It was kind of a bummer. Uh-huh. No. You guys didn't see that? No. I didn't see that. No, <laughs> his like his uh, Zoom call audition was like a couple days ago, and he didn't get Aww. it. Yeah, and probably because it was a Zoom call audition. They couldn't yeah, could sense <laughs> his emotion and his feeling through the yeah. screen. But then Charlie Puth duetted him and gave him some wise, uh, wise words. I think I actually saw the Charlie Puth thing, but I didn't know it was about him. Yeah, yeah, it was because uh, Charlie Puth didn't get into Juilliard as well. Another oh. hey, sometimes that success story. Sometimes <laughs> failures lead to an increased amount of creativity Definitely. and guide you towards the success that you're meant to have. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Charlie Pooh said. Were you just quoting him? I was trying to quote him. I don't think it's exactly what he said, but it was something <laughs> yeah, like that. Okay. I was, I was like, say, yeah, I was like, that I was did, like Scott's kind of wise. No, I'm not. That's Charlie Pooh that's wise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's got a cool little eyebrow slit up here. Yeah. I have to cut some kids shave in. Oh, and Scott <laughs> shaves <laughs> in to try and look like I him. did it once because I did a TikTok e boy transformation and right. then I was like speaking of eyebrows, I dye mine. Yeah. You dyed them? I know. I, I, I came in today and I was like Scott looks a little different. I think because like since I edit the podcast, I stare at you guys so much for like hours. <laughs> How does it make you feel? <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't exactly pinpoint. But I was like, Scott's face looks different. And he's like, Well, I'm like, my eyebrows are lighter. Yeah. They Do you fade. always dye them? 
Yeah. Ever since I started, I was like, you know what? I really like having eyebrows so I can make like facial features that actually, I, and I look back at old photos of myself and I'm like, it wasn't like a bad looking guy without eyebrows, but I really like having them. Yeah. You know? I, like, I also have very light eyebrows. They, they match your hair though more and you can still see them. Mine. Yeah. Yours yeah. were very like blonde. They're oh, like, really? like they look so blonde that you can hardly see them or like, you know how people will bleach their eyebrows and it's like yeah. that looks unnatural on them. That's how it kind of looked. My there. eyebrows looked like they were bleached. Oh. Even though they were just like Oh shit. So yeah, see this was before. Look at that. There's nothing there, bro. That's yeah. not photoshopped? That's no, not. No, those were his eyebrows before. What the fuck? But you know what's funny? See? It's like that's after he added them. That's after adding some eyebrow. Now I understand why you dye them. Yeah, but you know what's weird is like when I had no eyebrows and i was like this is fine whatever the fuck i never noticed that i looked so funny like i had no yeah. eyebrows until i started dying them then i look back at old photos and i'm like ooh, i looked i looked weird but there's other there's people with with very light that's a eyebrows. different person <laughs> that's not even you bro there's no way that's you nobody ever had a problem with my eyebrows until yeah. until you look back at old photos of me with no eyebrows i would i would have never noticed unless you said so Who's that little fucking dork Kevin, why? <laughs> Try not to laugh or grin challenge. Funniest Scotty Sirevines. We got to do that when we do the high episode eventually. But since I've been trying to get my anxiety under control, we haven't done the high episode yet. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Anybody else want to talk? I feel like I've been fucking talking way too much. I went skiing yesterday. You there went skiing. we go. I've been looking for someone to bring something up. So you snorted a couple lines, both noses, no. <laughs> nostrils. Not, not that type of skiing. That, you know that's what it's called, right? Is that Is really? It? Like snoring coke's called skiing. You want to go skiing? Oh, what huh. the fuck? <laughs> Weird. Did not know that. You guys didn't know that? No. no. I don't even ski. And I know that. <laughs> you oh, snowboard, gosh. right? Oh yeah, I snowboard. We gotta get a trip. That's in, only Scott. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, we gotta I, get a I trip snowboard. In. You ski. How was it? It was really good. I mean, it hasn't snowed in a while, and it's also like a mountain kind of close to where I am. So yeah, it's where like, do you go? It's called Big Bear. It's oh, yeah, like a couple hours away from me or so, but it's still in like California, so it's not like the best mountains. Is it kind of like sloshy right now? Right, yeah, yeah. icy, sloshy, but I still have a lot of fun because we go with like a big group of like six, seven people, like all mm -hmm. of our friends that we all go. So you pound shots, rail lines, so it doesn't matter if you really go skiing. <laughs> I mean, we're all just having fun, you know. Having so fun. <laughs> No. But I was like hitting a lot of jumps yesterday. I was doing really good with Lucas, uh, my best friend. We were just nailing the jumps, just blazing through them. I thought we were Lucas. your best friend, me well, and Scott. We're brothers, so like, so different. it's like a wait. Isn't Lucas kind of like? Oh, he's not any your brother, but you're talking about my other half brother, right? Mm -hmm. But he's still kind of your brother because you grew up together. Yeah, but like, oh. if, if I ever said that, he'd be like upset. <laughs> he used to be like so adamant. Like, wait, he's would, like, your brother? No. But he's, like he's people my, would always he, say that they'd be like, well, like technically, like you guys are like so close, like you guys are brothers. And he goes, no, like we're not brothers. Technically, <laughs> we're definitely not. We're kind of like brothers. But yeah. Were any of his parents with any of your parents? Uh-uh. We're not. So we're not related. People, like, people want the family tree. I'm not going to do it in this video because I need to pull up like pictures and shit. Yeah. So, me, I come from my dad, my mom. He comes from my mom, my stepdad. Lucas comes from my dad, my stepmom. So there's no blood relation between him and Lucas, but there's blood relation between me and Kevin and me and Lucas. Got it. So you're like the, the middle man. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I'm the beginning of the family tree. <laughs> 
fuck you, great grandpa. <laughs> uh, just kidding. But you said something. You said, um, it's this place called Big Bear. And I was like, who doesn't know what Big Bear yeah, is? Yeah, he and said that like we're like it's some like small like well, indie no, but, band that no one's ever heard of. But then I was like, but wait a second, there's people all over the world and all over different that states true. that might have never been to California, never heard of Big Bear. But for some reason, living here, Big Bear is like everybody knows what the yeah, fuck Big Bear knows is. What Big Bear yeah. is here. We gotta we gotta fucking Open our eyes and see the world a bigger. We're so tunnel vision, bro. We're like this. We got to be like this. We got to get out of our little <laughs> bubble. That looks so funny. <laughs> We're just in a bubble, man. She came down in a fucking bubble, dude. What? What is that quote? I, I have no fucking idea. What do you mean she's not a princess? She came down in a fucking bubble. I that didn't know. help me <laughs> understand it anymore. I always feel lost when you do quotes and shit because I don't. Yeah, watch, what the like, fuck movies. is that from? Not like, from a movie. It's from like a viral Twitter video. Okay, well, I just always feel what? lost then. Oh, is it the guy? Oh, I know what you're talking about. I get it. It's the guy arguing about why the... Um, just listen. The witch in Wizard of Oz is a uh, princess. Yeah. The way his like head fucking bobbles. His argument is the <laughs> witch of the east is a princess, but she's oh. a witch. So it's a weird argument. It sounds like he's got a shit down though. Yeah, I mean <laughs> she seems like she came down in a fucking bubble. She, yeah. she wore a crown and she came down in a fucking bubble, Doug. Grow up. Grow up. Oh, it's Doug? I thought he was saying dog. It's I like, thought so my dog. D A W. But when I started typing it in, it was it was D O U G. Oops. All this time, I thought it was dog. Me too. <laughs> I actually, I got confused between dog and dude before I looked it up, but it was Doug. Damn, now it's ruined forever because it's Doug. I, I just saw this yesterday that it's not mirror, mirror on the wall. That's the Mandela effect at work. It's magic mirror on the wall. No way. Yep. Yeah, I heard that as well. That's a crazy one. I was just looking at the cast for the new Snow White movie. But I think in Shrek, he says mirror, mirror. Yeah, but really? Snow White is where that phrase original, origin, origi yeah. originated. <laughs> oh my God. And it's... It's not mirror, mirror, guys. It's magic mirror on the wall. It's also not Luke, I am your father. It's no, I am your father. Damn. What? Yeah. Luke. I, I've always quoted it it's with Luke. no, I am your father. That's like crazy. <laughs> like sometimes you hear about those like Mandela effect ones, but like those are two like really like strong. The Berenstein, Berenstein bears one. Oh, yeah. What is it? What is the true Berenstein? Berenstein. It's Berenstein? Yeah. S-T-A-I-N. Oh, I, I th it has to be like a spelling thing for me because if it if my parents pronounced it Berenstein's when they were reading it to me, like, okay, right. that's just a mispronunciation. Yeah, well, yeah. My dad pronounces everything like all messed up. I thought the Berenstein thing was like a, it was either the Berenstein's or Berenstein's. No, it's the, it's the e -I, -N I also thought that as well. Oh, is it, is it a spelling? Yeah. So, what, so it's people a. thought it was E-I-N, but it's A-I-N. Oh, yeah. I did think it was E. Yeah, so it was a. a spelling thing. Oops. Also, sex and the city. Sex in the city. People thought it was that. Which one is it? I don't in know. The city. <laughs> I think it's and the city. Are you serious? Yeah. I just been watching Sex in the City. This the the new one. <laughs> now I'm curious which. What the? <laughs> yeah, it's Sex, sex and, and the, city. the City. But people Why? thought it was Sex in the City. 
Damn. Well, sometimes my mind's they, blown. Sometimes they leave the city. To Do you have know where sex. it came from with Mandela? Why it's the Mandela effect? Because uh-uh. <laughs> like a huge collection of people thought Nelson Mandela died in like the seventies in prison or something, <laughs> and he died in like two thousand eleven. And people were like, "What the fuck is going to be different?" <laughs> I thought he years. like invented the effect. <laughs> no. Well, guys, should we just wrap this one up? I think yeah. so. What I do every time before sex. Stay safe out there, folks. This is the NGMI podcast. I'm just kidding. I don't wrap it up. <laughs> Happy NGMI podcast, episode seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, seven, eight, nine. He was hungry. Oh. Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> <laughs> we nailed that ending with a sick joke. Everyone, if you've watched this far, if you've listened this far, please give us a like, leave a comment. And if you are in the beginning of this video and you're not at this part yet, I hope you've liked the video just when you started it. Yeah. Or left the review. Yeah. And we love comments. We like to respond to all of them. We take turns. Jack does most of the comments. I read them all. Kevin and, reads them all. And I comment back to one or two. Yeah. You never know who you're going to get. That's true. <laughs> I also Except point it's not going to be Kevin. <laughs> it's not me. I also want to point out, I've noticed this a lot um, in editing. You go, where <laughs> you talk a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also read a comment that I sit in between both cushions. Yeah. And I want to make that apparent. I do that because the camera. No, he does it because he's a psycho. Also, because sometimes we put our legs out yeah. and we play. They don't want to play footsies. Footsies. All right. See you later, motherfuckers. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the NGMI podcast because we enjoy you. Yeah. Bye. Bye.